Hey everyone, thanks for downloading the show. As you know, this show couldn't exist without your generous support. So if you'd like to contribute and support the show, head over to the Brains Matter website and click on one of the green donation buttons. There are a few donation options available. You can donate in US or Australian dollars, but if you have any other currency, don't worry, those will be automatically converted over. Remember, this is your show, and without your support, it wouldn't be possible. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Brains Matter, the podcast on science, curiosities and general knowledge. I'm your host, just an ordinary guy. Welcome to another episode of Brains Matter. Today I have Jamali Kigoso with me here today. He's a student at Monash University studying a Bachelor of Science and he's got quite an interesting story to tell. So welcome to the show, Jamali. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's a privilege being here. So uh, let's start off with a bit about you and your background. So tell us a little bit about, how, about yourself what interested you in science and what you're studying and then we'll get on to some of the other things you're doing. Yeah, so um, I grew up here in Melbourne but my dad was actually originally from Kenya so for about as long as I can remember we've always been doing work in Kenya um, helping out in communities and yeah just one of the things I really wanted to do growing up was I saw that there was sometimes a limit on the sort of things we could do um, because we didn't have the technology or the funds or whatever and I saw science and engineering which um, which is what I'm now studying the double degree in science and engineering Mm -hmm. I saw that as a way that I could probably take what we were doing in Kenya to the next level and yeah it always just really interested me just the sort of unique stuff that can be accomplished by looking into science and technology and yeah it really takes a lot of things to the to levels that you probably never really imagined happening and yeah that's that's what got me invested in trying to so were there any particular science. examples that you saw growing up that made you think that's kind of the direction I want to go in um well one of the things is we, we always tried helping stuff. We did a school. Um, my parents built from scratch when I was, they started when I was about one, I think. Mm-hmm. So growing up, we were always building new things to the school, but there were always limits. Um, one of the big ones was we never had a proper source of electricity. We had like small generators and stuff that could get the job done, but they were never going to be able to power the whole school. And that was one particular area I always wanted to help out in. And, but I knew that without understanding the technology without studying it i probably wouldn't be able to do much Mm -hmm. um so i always wanted to hopefully one day be able to go back and take that to the take electricity to communities who don't have it same with like running water internet a lot of these stuff uh, is sometimes what you try and accomplish after you get someone out of poverty like someone's living in poverty you usually think food water Mm -hmm. but you don't think about electricity and internet which have become such a just a cornerstone of a lot of modern society in the Western world that even if someone has food or whatever, like imagine trying to do university or like properly educating yourself without access to the internet, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone who's just recently started university, I know I definitely couldn't do that without internet, but we don't think about that. And I'd love to be able to 
be able to give that to people and help people establish you know a better life than just surviving how did you go about approaching that problem um well like i said you know we've been my family's always been doing stuff in kenya and so we've always had a lot of connections and have always you know always been doing things so i already have the sort of networks and stuff in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about now developing the technology, working a lot with communities there. Because I don't want to just come in and like, oh, this is my idea, mm-hmm. you're going to roll with it. I really want to, you know, partner with them, you know, make sure that this is something the specific community I'm working with at the time mm-hmm. wants instead of just forcing it upon them. If there's something else I'd like instead, I'd love to see what I can do. And that's what my family with Tandem do. Mm-hmm. You know, we try and find unique solutions to the unique problems of different communities even though they're all living in poverty the ones we try and help it's different and there's not always one big solution that would work in every single community and Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully hopefully after i do my degree and have more knowledge around this area i'll actually be able to do even more unique stuff to really help those communities. So you mentioned Tandem. Could you explain that organisation a little bit? Yeah. Um, So yeah, Tandem is something my mum and my stepdad founded in 2011. Uh, After so many years of working in Kenya, my mum really came at this from the angle, she doesn't want to just go into communities and tell them, you know, these are your problems, these are the solutions. It's very much partnering with them. Since we already know a lot of people in Kenya, that's been, you know, pretty easy for a lot of it. And it's about just seeing, so one, some of the things we've been doing is greenhouses have been a big hit in some mm. of the communities. And it was actually, you know, the, the community suggested that. They are like, oh, could we get a greenhouse? And then we see fundraisers and stuff and see if we can raise funds. And then all the work is done by the community themselves. Yeah, and because they know their, um, their problems better, they can often... Like, they know the roll-on ramifications. Um, I'd love to say about a school called Njogwini. They were watching one of the first greenhouses we built um, that they really wanted. And I just thought, awesome, they now have food. That's great. The sort of roll-on effects we couldn't really see coming. In Kenya, all the schools in separate districts are ranked. Njogwini was 58 out of 58 schools in their district. um, And that was... For so many years, as far as people could remember, they were always at the bottom. Once we got a greenhouse in place, they actually immediately jumped from 58 to 26 in the community. Because Do you know what the cause of that was? Um, a lot of it was because you think with education, um, when you're trying to help someone with education, you often think, oh, maybe they don't have the books or the teachers or whatever. But it turned out just the kids' brains weren't, you know sustained they were going to school starving often without water and your brain just couldn't function under that stress so we got the greenhouse and we weren't expecting it and they came back was like hey guys Mm -hmm. we're now old we've jumped almost half the other schools in the area just thanks to this and then they started selling a lot of the vegetables from the greenhouse so we helped um just the economy of the community they were eventually because they were selling enough they were able to hire one of the dads of the students who had some experience farming so now he got a job and yeah just sort of roll-on effects like all of a sudden the community's economy was up the education was up now all these kids who had no food had at least one meal every day and yeah we probably wouldn't have seen that coming but you know with the community leaders the teachers they all knew why these issues were in place and they knew that this would be able to help solve it so you went in with the specific goal of building a greenhouse in conjunction with the community for the purpose of 
growing vegetables and so yeah. on to feed them and then you saw all these other side effects yeah. happen. Actually, we didn't even go in with the greenhouse idea. We just went in trying to just talk to them and just see what were the issues. And they were the ones who suggested the greenhouse, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then we're like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Let's roll with it. And then, hey presto, there was so many amazing things that came out of it. So how do you feel that your study of science and engineering helps in doing those uh, yeah. kind of projects? Well, like currently the thing I'm working on is uh, I'm trying to work, get into the clean energy industry here. Um, and one of the things I'd love to, one of the things that really drew me to clean energy was it's so much easier to create, put solar panels on roofs in Kenya mm-hmm. than building a full power station. And that's one of the main things I want to get out of this is to be able to start building solar stations around the place in different communities. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big things I'd also, like I said, love to do internet and stuff. And um, one of the direct things that engineering has already brought me to was Engineers Without Borders. And last year, the Engineers Without Borders at Monash actually invited us to help with their ideathon not sure if you know about it, that it was a weekend where the in, the students are given a scenario and in this situation it was um, a school in Kenya or a community there and I just gave them all the information and I said, however you think you can help out, let me know and they had a weekend to come up with ideas and they pitched it and some of them were absolutely extraordinary mm-hmm. and one of the things I'm trying to do at the moment is to actually get a trip of those students to actually go over and implement it hopefully i'll be able to get that done in the next couple of years we're hoping to do it this year but um the community we're hoping to go across with said that that might not be the thing they're looking for at the moment so we didn't want to force it so um, we just pushed to the side said maybe in the future we'll be able to do one of those yeah You recently presented a poster at the uh, International Conference of Sustainable Development. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what your poster was and then the experience you had yeah. presenting that? Yeah, um, that poster was on this idea I've wanted to do for a few years of creating a competition internationally run where the teams for the competition are actually made up of students from different countries. Mm-hmm. And then because we were talking, thinking the focus was sustainable development, my idea was every team in the competition would set a singular goal and each team would come up with a solution for that goal and would have a few months to actually work on it. And then maybe the winning team actually gets a grant to go and try and implement it together. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something I've wanted to do for quite some time because I find a lot of volunteer trips, it's almost like the volunteers gain more out of the experience than those who you're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with young people, you know, they come back from seeing people in such a different scenario, their minds are just open to the a whole new area of the world. But often, like, a lot of the effects for the people you're trying to help aren't as long-lasting uh, with the volunteers because, you know, they're just seeing their home or whatever. And the thing about the competition is I'd love it to everyone from different countries working on the um, one goal as a group and as equals because unfortunately in Kenya and and I've heard in a few other countries a lot of the kids especially kind of look down on themselves because of their race Mm -hmm. and a lot of volunteer trips kind of strengthen that 
thought process. They're like, oh yeah, look, I'm helpless. I need this other person from another country to help me. Mm-hmm. But I think if I can create a competition where they're working as teammates, that they'd be able to see we're equals. We yeah. can both have, and also as kids, they can see their effect that they can actually have themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just an, an amazing experience being able to present this poster. It's you know something I've been trying to do for so long and being able to just see how just how much people liked the idea. So many people who saw the post were like, this is amazing, this should be happening. And it was great to just um, hear that feedback. And from the, the kids, um, part of the poster was actually surveying the kids on their ideas and what they know about sustainable development mm-hmm. and the sustainable development goals the UN has set. And just seeing the a lot of the passion the kids had for them and just how willing they were to um, help me out with the survey. And actually the overwhelming thing that I heard from the kids was their biggest goal they want for sustainable development is they just want a good education. Especially in Kenya and a lot of the poor places I interviewed, they were like, you know, we're sick of having to wait for people to help us. We just want an education. We just want the same platform anyone else has. And we want to help do, um, solve these issues ourselves mm-hmm. instead of having to wait to be saved. And yeah. that was just absolutely amazing to hear that from those kids and um yeah it just it was an absolutely amazing experience getting, getting to share that to people so that's a little bit like the uh give a man a fish versus teach him how to yeah, go fishing yeah. kind of thing isn't it yeah so how uh how did you end up getting selected your post getting selected then what was that process um so i applied both at monash and mm-hmm. also at um at the actual icsd mm-hmm. they had a page where you had to submit a, a abstract for your idea mm-hmm. and then they'd pick good abstracts that they really liked so and what, what does icsd icsd international conference of sustainable development mm-hmm. um yeah so i applied on their website and also applied through monash because they were taking group over mm-hmm. and monash also liked my idea so they invited me to come along with them and yeah then we had a few workshops at Monash they were telling us you know I'd, I'd never done a poster presentation before I was used to like a lot of oral presentations so they showed us um the sort of scenario you'd face at a conference with everyone set up and just worked me through that they also told us about you know um yeah just a few other things about how ICSD runs and also this SDSN which is the Sustainable Development Solutions Network mm-hmm. which is you know the network under, they work for the United Nations about sustainable development. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the best way, to, but yeah, they're part of UN focusing on the sustainable development goals the United Nations has set. So they let us know a bit about how they run and help us also find other events during that conference week um, because there was a lot of events about clean energy. Uh, there was some about offshore wind power farm that I was able to go to, sustainable development in Africa, which was an amazing event that I got to go to as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they really just helped us get the most out of that weekend. And there was even a Monash alumni event over there, mm-hmm. just meeting a lot of the alum who now live in New York. And there were just some absolutely incredible people doing incredible stuff that was amazing to be able to talk to them, especially as a student to kind of see what people are doing in the industry at the moment, especially um, one lady I met was actually around clean energy. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing to have a chat with her, see what she's doing and get just a bit of advice about how to take um, how to take all my ideas with solar and stuff and actually apply them and hopefully make them come to fruition. So you mentioned the, um, the UN goals for sustainability a couple of times. So can you share what some of those goals are? Yeah, so um, the SDGs is their um, code. Um, uh, 17 goals the United Nations has set out for 
Um, you know, the ideal world would have all these goals achieved. Um, you know, there's stuff just like no poverty, which is, which is the first goal. Other stuff like hunger, good health, clean energy, water and sanitation, animals living on earth and under the sea. Mm-hmm. Even just stuff like sustainable communities, cons- sustainable consumption, there's a ton of them. And each of them, while are also broken into sub-goals, mm-hmm. uh, which is just breaking down the steps we think we need to achieve to get to those goals and yeah they they're just overall some really i think a lot of people would know about the goals but they haven't ever had it articulated as the sdgs Mm -hmm. you know a lot of everyone knows that we don't want poverty to continue Mm -hmm. but having it articulated into 17 actual goals of this is what we want for Mm -hmm. the world it is something that i only found out about this year i'm doing a program at Monash called the Green Steps Program, which is all about sustainability and sustainable development. And that's when I heard about the goals and actually was the ones who told me about the opportunity with ICSD. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, they're really awesome. It's a great tool to sort of visualize uh, sustainable development and also just what a good world would kind of look like. Mm -hmm. So Jamali goes through, finishes his science and engineering, does um, a lot of stuff with tandem on the side what's the next step for you yeah so um i'm currently hoping to actually publish the paper on my poster Mm -hmm. i'm currently working through that Uh, a few friends and i who met doing the green steps program are actually working on a solar peer-to-peer sharing scheme Mm -hmm. to try and make solar more accessible and cheaper to run for people so that we can lower emissions um you know i have a lot of goals just personally that i want to achieve not only in kenya but just across the world i'd love to just lower emissions through clean energy. I really am trying to help hopefully one day work with anti-bullying stuff Mm -hmm. is something else I want to work on. Um, Of course, there's a lot of things in Kenya I want to work on. So um, I've I've always said I don't want to settle down in one specific career in one specific area. Um, You know, I really just want to help out in every way I find out. If I find out there's another issue, I really want to try and figure out ways I can help out in those sectors. And yeah, we'll see where we go. Um, I'm, I've never really sat down, here's my career path. I've always just, things like ICSD, Green Steps, they all just pop up and, you know, I want to go with it and just see where it takes me and hopefully I'll be able to have a good impact on a lot of people's lives. Best of luck with all that. Thank you very much. And thanks for joining us today, Jamal. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. You can check out the Brains Matter website at www.brainsmatter.com. That's www.brainsmatter.com. And you can find all the other episodes of the show there. Just click on the podcast link on the right hand side. There's also other information on the site, such as subscription details, both via iTunes and manually. If you want to support the show, have a look at the support the show link. You can make a donation via PayPal. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can leave an entry on this episode's show notes on the webpage, or you can send me an email. All my contact information can be found on the site. 
The theme music Future is performed by Cut Copy and comes courtesy of Glenn Gertz from Modular Records. I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye for now.